Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Capitalist Investor. As always, you got me, Diamond Hands D, and we got Tony the Tiger and Cool Hand Luke. What's why, going on, boys? Why are you guys wearing suit jackets and I'm not? Like, Because we like to look good every day. <laughs> I can't I can't work in a suit jacket. I, I just, it'll, it bothers me. I can't, I feel restricted. My motto my entire life has been look good, play good. Hmm. <laughs> I golf up. like that. I, I I look good. And of course, you know, when I come back, you know, you talk golf I think, <laughs> two weeks ago last week, and I think today we're talking U.S. Open. So yeah. I'm just going to, you know, just shut my mouth like I usually do when we talk golf. <laughs> it's not till the end. So uh, you, you can talk You can talk for the, the 95% of the show. My voice is gone. I don't know why. I think uh, the cruise last week, I don't know if I caught something. I don't know. Oh, you um, apparently the there's like variant? There's, there's dead this like deadly fungi virus is going around in Mexico right now, and I was in Mexico, so hopefully I'm good. Yeah, but I, I think it was <laughs> from an operation. From an operation yeah. in a hospital, but knowing me, I catch everything. <laughs> I mean, but you don't like that's why you don't do those like weird operations in Mexico, that's right? Wrong. Like, hey, I'm gonna get <laughs> tea. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get new veneers, but I'm gonna go to Mexico to do it. Like that's a <laughs> well, bad I was idea. hopping around a lot of places. I know Mexico, it's a third so. of the price, but it's a third of the price for a reason. <laughs> I had some of the best food I ever had in Mexico. That's all I'm saying. Tacos. La Choza. If anyone is in Cozumel, go to La Choza. <laughs> right. Shout out La Choza. Hey, we can compare it to uh, today's uh, birthday lunch for for Derek oh, and, yeah? and Joe. We, we're getting tacos. We can compare. <laughs> right. Happy, pretty, pretty happy late birthday, Derek. Thank you. I think last two weeks ago. Two yeah, weeks June 1st. Yeah. 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 The ripe age of? 43. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 43. I don't want to know how I feel. Some people age. are some people are some <laughs> people are jealous and some people are like, man, man, you're a bag of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, now we've established that I'm super old. Let's uh we'll get into the topics today. Um so you know, we'll talk a little current market. Um we've seen quite a little rally. We'll talk uh, kind of what goes into that. Um we'll talk about exports. Uh Luke found a, a great article. Kind of uh, shows some key differences between uh, how things were back in the day and how things are now and how that could be um, issues for sure. Um, and then we'll cancel. Uh, we got a good canceled uh, with current events this week uh, about a certain someone um, not allowed to be on TV anymore. A certain someone. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll finish up with the U.S. Open because there's another major coming up, and, and Luke can barely contain himself. He's so excited. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I have my picks ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play a little game, see if uh, Luke has recognized any of the names that are you know, at the top odds. Tiger Woods? <laughs> Tiger Woods is not in there. <laughs> but you have described why Tiger Woods gets such low odds on all the betting sites, because everyone just bets on him blindly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, so yeah, so... Um, I believe, um, have we officially crossed into a bull market? Um, yes. So or- by, by definition, by definition, and again, this is just the definition that somebody, some way, somehow came up with um, <laughs> that we apparently use nowadays. Um, from the bottom of a market, if you rise 20% from the bottom, that's considered a new bull market. And we are now at 22%. So we passed over, I think, last week officially, or early this week on Monday, we passed over um, the official definition of a new bull market in the S&P 500. And the S&P 500 is used the most, the index that's used for to consider the stock market. So officially, I guess we are. But I'd love to talk about that today and see your guys' thoughts and my thoughts and you know what's next for maybe the market? Um, why we maybe shouldn't take uh, you know the definition you know outright as just this is the all clear to just go balls to the wall and all inequities. You know what 
Yeah, what do you guys think? think? Um, so I know that our, our company stance somewhat is like, you know, we feel that the next leg could be down. You know, like the, the based on everything going on, we got through the AI hype, you know, so that has simmered off. What's the next thing that's going to drive us higher mm-hmm. versus the next thing that can drive us lower? And and the thing that really I don't know what those two things are. I don't know what could drive us higher, to be honest, other than. So let me let me I, I actually saw it on Fox News today. One of the um, perpetual bears on the show uh, is Eddie. Gabor, Eddie Gabor. Eddie Gabor. Um, don't want to call him out, but I, I saw him on TV today and he was on Varney and he basically just came out and said, I was wrong. I've yeah. been a bull for a long time. And he basically capitulated, you know, changed his changed his thesis. And he, you know, he goes, the whole regional bank collapse issue. And when the Fed stopped, stepped in, it was a form of stimulus, which I kind of thought, yeah. too. Um, the balance sheet rose like a hundred billion dollars yeah. or something crazy. Yeah, it was. I think it was more than that. Yeah. Um. So, it, it the, the capitulation of bears to bulls could be the top, like the short covering. It could. It could be the. It could be the top. Like when everyone's bullish is when you should be bearish. You know. I, I don't know, but it's not like we have been out of the market. It's mm-hmm. just. Not all the chips are in. Well, we, yeah, and we've been, de- been defensive. Yeah, right. We've been more defensive. We, we we didn't load up on Nvidia and 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 all the fangs and all that stuff. And and that's that's another thing. I was watching CNBC and and what was his name Wapner. Yeah, I mean he attacked all of his three anchors because they were more on the defensive side. Yeah, and he goes, "Well, you missed out because well, guess what's Nvidia, gonna ha- but, and, but guess what's going to happen if the market takes a turn for the worse and you're not defensive? Then everyone's going to be like, well, you should have been defensive.' So I mean, it's all hindsight, right? You need to have a fiduciary Correct. mindset. I can't be twenty percent in Nvidia because I'm guessing it's going to go up. Right. I don't know if it's going to. What go if it goes up down and you just ruin someone's twenty percent? I mean, they're they're, right? they're rocking like a fifty-five forward PE or something like that. Like that is that is. The bounds of just hype. You it's- mentioned a couple key words there: um, AI yeah. and you know technology carrying the market higher for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, one of my favorite stats about a month and a half ago was that 110 percent, over 100 percent of the gains, because the S and P 500 equal weight was actually down for the year, like a month and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so 110 percent of the gains came from technology, the top five stocks, like top six stocks, yeah. Nvidia. You know, Microsoft, Apple, those stocks carrying it. Mm-hmm. That's now down to 80% of the gains, right? So you saw a lot There's more participation catch up. catch up. So the question was about a month ago, you know, are the big tech stocks going to sell off and then the market's going to drop or are the other things going to catch up and catch carry up. the market higher? And that's exactly what happened. My thinking is, what if the, this, the rotation, you know, there's sector rotation that happens within the market. What happens... If people start rotating out of the big tech names into the smaller names, but, that, but, but the names that don't haven't got much love actually go higher, but the S and P five hundred actually goes how, down. But how can you, how can the smaller and mid caps move forward with such high interest rates? Because those mid and small caps are carrying probably a lot more leverage yeah. than a, a large cap, mega cap type of name. I mean, we're they're they're in that. Four to seven percent interest rate when they used to be at one to two yeah. a year ago. So it it 
everything has been multiple expansion. Right. It's not earnings growth. It is nothing but earnings have been flat. Yes. It's all been multiple expansion. And we're, you know, the, the S&P 500 there, the multiple is around 20. Yep. Historically, it's around 16.7 or something like that. Yep. It's, it's, uh, it, it could be arguably overbought, but it's arguably being bought on hype. Yep. On, on hype, just, you know, what, whatever you want to call that, you know, because it, it, it's not based on fundamentals and earnings. Yep. Well, I think, <clears throat> I think once, I think once the momentum starts going that way and kind of the volatility subsides a little bit and and everyone starts breathing a little easier, that's when kind of the money comes in on, on all the other stuff <laughs> that hasn't gone up. Completely 100%. I believe um, that. Momentum and for again for for not a lot of great reasons, right? Yeah. It's momentum. It, yep. it's, it's like, hey, the water's safe, guys. My toe's yep. been in the water for <laughs> a couple months, and that's the scary part. When when the average investor is like, oh, it's it, they're saying bull market, you know, and uh, uh, on every headline you see, like that's the scary part. Well, I, I think that's why you know. We have been invested, but more defensive, and we're not really changing that stance too much. And we're still staying pretty defensive, mm-hmm. right? We're not going to go, like I said, transition our whole portfolio in these high duration, high growth, small mid cap names like you were referring to. We're not going to do that because yeah. we're, we're not still too optimistic. Yeah. Well, so, I, I mean, mean and plus you have the Fed. I mean, they got three moves. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're pretty much going to pause at this next meeting. So they're either going to pause and then at the next meeting, pause. Are they going to pause and hike, which has a 65% chance that they're going to hike? You know, they're going to take a pause and then keep on going. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, or pause and cut. Mm-hmm. And the cut is the one we need to be really worried about because then something's broken. And typically after a Fed, you know, after a Fed raise and then pause and then cut yeah, um, or pivot, you want to call it, that's when the market goes down. What we need to see is revolving. 10 to 20%. We need revolving credit to start getting paid off. If we don't see revolving credit paid off, I'm not too confident in the overall economy. Like, you know what I mean? If credit card debt keeps going up, I mean, I, especially if inflation's coming down and credit card debt keeps going up, that's not a good sign. <laughs> I, I, I asked somebody this question and, and we didn't know the answer and I still haven't looked it up. You know, we're rocking, what, a $31 trillion deficit? I think 32 what, now. 30, whatever. <laughs> what, what, yeah. It's hard to um, keep up. What, what, is, what is China rocking? Do, do they even have debt? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you, I don't know. I, I never looked and it Japan's up. Japan's, like, really bad. Japan's, mm-hmm. like, 250% GDP. We're like, yeah, yeah. Japan, we're, like, yeah. you know, 120% GDP. Yeah. So Japan's, like, really screwed. <laughs> yeah. um, China's pretty bad as well, but not as, I don't think as bad as us. I don't that up. I, I wish I had it. I wish I had a... Something well, that's why we have, we got we have we have a Google machine right in front of us right now, you know. <laughs> um, so the, I mean, those are kind of my thoughts. I mean, yeah, tech, I mean, you want to talk technicals? Yeah, we're in a bull market uh, from the bottom, but we're still not back to where we were. You know, if you lost what twenty five percent, don't you need like thirty three to get back to even? China's mm-hmm. got fourteen trillion dollars. If you lost twenty, you're, you need twenty five to get it back to even. You know, like you you need more. So we're we're not we're in a technical bull market, but we're not back to where we were. No. All time highs. Looks like it's close to like fifty percent of their GDP or something like 50%, that. Fifty percent of their GDP, fourteen trillion dollars in debt. So They're fourteen trillion. Yeah, like forty five percent of our debt. Interesting. Of our debt. Hmm. It is interesting, Ooh. but that's what it kind of segues into our next uh, yeah. topic as well. And uh, right. I, I, Elon Musk is um, very active on Twitter 
Um, and uh, very thankful for that because he shares a lot of good information. And one of the things that he shared was this chart that we're about to talk about here that compares um, where China and the U.S. were in 1990 compared to now in regards to um, exports. And if you take a look back to 1990, um, China exports, I believe, were right around $45 billion. Um, guess what it is now? Based on the chart you gave me, it's two trillion. <laughs> it's two trillion? Is that or no three point look, Tony? Three point, three point six trillion. Guess. That's right. Um, uh, that's, that's a lot of growth. That's a ton of growth. And you do that like compounding year over year. I mean, that's just insane that kind of growth. That's and, staggering. It I really mean, the US is. was right around like five hundred billion in nineteen ninety. Now we're what, three trillion? I think. No, they're two and a half. Two I mean, and a half, yeah. Uh, I we five X in, in you know thirty years, thirty one years, and you know, China, do the math on that. What do they do? <laughs> like a hundred and three hundred, four hundred, five hundred X, six hundred X. Like it's insane. So that shows you how reliant the whole world is on China and how quickly they grew. And the the key thing is they didn't grow with debt. Look at our national debt. We just talked about that. Thirty two trillion dollars in national debt. And then you take a look at China's national debt at fourteen trillion. They didn't borrow money to grow that fast. Most people have to. We don't have borrow. anything to show for our debt. Right. Nothing. Nothing except uh, we social still have programs. That's, we still have potholes. We still have no infrastructure. We have nothing. So how did China make maneuver their way into such a good point into this world? Like I, I was born into this world. Like world, and I think everyone really here was born into this world where China is just this dominant economy, right? But how do we get to this point in the first place to where China, without taking on debt, you know, was able to become such a big player into the semiconductors, such a, a big player into the, the technology world and exporting basically all of their goods to the world? Well, that I mean, cheaper labor is <laughs> yeah, one. Slave labor. I mean, cheaper labor is <laughs> one, but also the probably the, um, you know, I bet you there's a, a, a higher standard of education there than us it's like hey if you don't want to study cool you can go do something else i don't think it's like that there i, I i'm gonna make that assumption yeah it's like if you don't if you study don't, and do good like you're thrown in the streets maybe yeah i don't know i i i, I mean they're they're a dictatorship i'm sure there's that kind of stuff going on where we can't fathom that yeah where i think that's more of like hey you better study and if you're a dummy you're like you're you're going to have a, a a really tough life you know like there is no way out you're going to do more labor than you know blue collar work than white collar work well i think you just hit the nail on the head a little bit um pro that leads to productivity we have a productivity issue here now in america we in fact we've had a productivity issue in america like mm -hmm. over the past 30 years i mean people have gotten more expected to the lower hour work weeks they got expected to you know now working from home you know all these great benefits that come with you know the modern western world right um china does not live in that world china lives in a world where you work you know maybe 80 90 hours a week you're expected to work a lot of hours you're expected to be productive you're not being productive like you are thrown to the streets like that comes to productivity because they've been so productive they've been able to uh, maneuver themselves into yeah. being such a big player yeah my, my biggest thing right now and this is kind of a side note um so they've been talking about what china invading taiwan for the last year or two yeah. um and now the u.s is going through evacuation preparation mm -hmm. for u.s citizens in taiwan and no one's really talking about it um i saw somebody on fox news and, and he exactly said that like this is you don't see this on the news, but they're prepping for this. And if that happens, the chain reaction 
is going to be worse than COVID on the supply chain. Because then we are going to probably be in a some type of military conflict with China. And now we're not getting anything from China. Like they're not like sitting on boats waiting to come over. Like they're not coming. Yeah. <laughs> hey, inflation's cured though. You know, we were right? talking about inflation. Yeah, we so, inflation. So, I, I mean, this sounds weird, but I, I actually just I, I had a conversation with, with my wife and I'm like, we're going to Costco and we're I'm loading up on stuff while it's still in huge piles there yeah. well what i meant was inflation everyone's saying inflation's getting lower now like if that happens inflation oh, skyrocketing yeah, everything's, <laughs> like, everything's everything's how many are we going to get war stimulus checks too probably like, oh my god they're like, talk i think the biden administration's already talking about another four thousand dollars going out for families i think come on either through some te- you know child for tax what? credits or something like that again they're yeah. just going to ramp it up i again? saw another article about it they're talking wow. about it again anyway i mean <laughs> womp womp <laughs> Debbie Towner strikes again. Dude, I've just come with the heat every <laughs> week. Sorry. We're going to get to the U.S. Open. That that cheers me up. Usually. Yeah. We're going to get well, let's, there. Let's keep moving that all right, direction all right, then. All right. All right. Um, all right. So then the canceled. Somebody, somebody tee that up. Yeah. So um, I saw was, you know, browsing the Internet this morning. Um, and essentially I saw CNBC and CNN. So those are the two I know for sure. Um, basically refusing to air uh, Trump and his comments after getting indicted <laughs> in Florida, um, which is which I don't understand why. Well, maybe people are talking about it. If they are talking about it, they're certainly not talking about it <laughs> on those news stations. Um, it it is a it seems to be a very coordinated attempt to keep this guy off of the mainstream airwaves. Yeah. Um, because, um, again, you know, we're, we're not the hugest, uh, Trump supporters here, but there should be some sort of mechanism for some sort of equality of time because what has happened in the last week with this indictment where it seems to have, there seems to have been a narrative that has been weaving its way through politicians and working its way into Republican politicians where, you know, all of a sudden the charges are serious and we need to, you know, um, look at them carefully. Uh, that didn't seem to be the case when the charges were first brought up. Um, and then when you, you should at least afford the man an opportunity to state his innocence or at least hear what he has to say. Have you guys been watching Tucker on Twitter? He's got like three episodes out now. I, I've seen he, some of the clips. Y- I haven't yesterday watched Yesterday he thing. talked exactly mm-hmm. about this and yeah. like how he, you know, how all of his, you know, like you either hated him or you liked him or you were like, like MAGA, mm-hmm. like full bore. Right. And he goes... You know, Tucker was just like, you know, like the the people that were full bore, you know, patting that dude on the butt every day, telling him how great he was, are actually some of his biggest adversaries right now. Yeah. It's bananas. Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Uh, it, it is yeah. just uh, Pompeo, they said, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just, uh, you know, um, who's his vice president? Um, always Pence. Name. Pence. <clears throat> Well, it's because it's not beneficial for them at this point. When he's the number one in power and they can benefit off of his success or what he does, then they want to be best friends with him. And then sure. now he's not in power. and they're, It's human nature. Exactly. Yeah. It's that the selfishness. Really. It's the competitiveness, but selfishness of politics. Yeah. yeah. 
But all right, so so if all these broadcasts, like CNN in particular, who's you know more left left wing, right, is why wouldn't you want to air them? I mean, exactly. Uh, like, it's like if you lie in court, it's called perjury, and that's even the worst. That's a really bad offense. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't get them on something, like catch them online, air it all, show it to everybody. You know, I it mean, does, like, why, would it, you, why wouldn't why wouldn't you? If you hate it, him exactly. That much? If the guy's lying. <laughs> play the clip of him lying and then talk <laughs> over about and him over why again. he's lying. He lied. He lied. You know, I don't like it's blowing because but it no doesn't one, fit no their one, narrative. I, no one seems the, to get it though. The, they they just don't put it on. Because <laughs> do you guys know the saying today's world like no publicity or any publicity is good publicity no matter if it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of where we're at so much that we're, you know, even the news networks understand it. Like they don't want to air him because the more publicity he gets, the better off he is yeah, no matter absolutely. what. Absolutely. I mean, that's why he won in the first place because everyone hated him. You know, twenty six. Yeah, lot, not everybody, but I'm mean, saying a lot of people <laughs> hated him in 2016. But he got a lot of airtime, said a lot of crazy things, and he won. Yeah, and I mean, they don't want to repeat that again. I mean, he said something. He like turned yesterday's arraignment into like a, a rally. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they're trying to give me 400 years. Do you believe this? <laughs> like, I, I don't. I mean, it was. It was kind of a circus, for sure. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> um, well, what's interesting is the more Trump talks, the better off he is. The less Biden talks, the better off he is. I don't believe that. I, well, I don't know about the Biden thing, but the more Trump talks, oh. yeah. I, I, he's got 80% is good and 20% like shooting himself in the foot, and he does it all the time. Well, Biden's like 99% shoot himself in the foot when he talks. So. He doesn't talk. <laughs> he, he doesn't That's what I'm say saying. They tell him not yeah. to talk. I know. So... I think they're hiding Biden as well for different reasons. <laughs> yep. They're not going to, this is going to be, this is going to be amazing. They're not going to have any debates that or like they just, you know, Biden doesn't make it. He Biden can't. He, does, he doesn't. Yeah, Biden's make, refusing to debate the Democratic challengers. Exactly. So I, is he going to make it through his own party to be president again? I don't. Obviously I don't, he is. If they're not letting him debate, <laughs> they're just giving him the nomination. Huh. Are that's they, where we're at. Is that, that, is, that is where we're at. It's participation trophies. Are they giving him the nomination? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I don't know yet. I mean, no one knows yet, okay. but I assume they probably will. I mean, I don't think anyone else is going to win on the left yeah. um, other than Biden or has a chance to win. Uh, Kamala Harrison, probably not. No. <laughs> I mean, what what is that? Ken- Kennedy? Mm-hmm. Is it the one of the Kennedys? I think is, Kennedy is would have a great shot in middle America. Like he, But the problem was he's so against... The COVID vaccines and COVID policies mm-hmm. that he, he doesn't res- he, he doesn't resonate with the left. He doesn't. Yeah, because left is so crazy now. That's probably why I like him a little bit. <laughs> I, I I agree. And also the problem anyone who talks <laughs> and makes sense, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm, fan I'm, of I'm it. Doesn't happen but the very problem often. is you, they- you could be left or right or center if you're talking common sense. I'll pay attention. Well, the good, other good, the good other issue with Kennedy, sadly, in today's America, is that people judge people very quickly, and they also, you know, they don't want somebody with any kind of cog or not not obviously. Well, we do have cognitive issues, I guess, <laughs> right now, but any kind of impairment to how they talk. And sadly, mm-hmm. Kennedy has that voice. Um, something wrong with his um. Oh, really? That one of his disease attacks the uh, vocal cords. Oh, yeah, and he's it's it's hard for him to talk. And that shouldn't stop people. Him. That, people that are going to judge that, him. That dude in Philly won. <laughs> that dude, that dude can't get, get, dude. He shows up to press conferences in hoodies, yep, in sweatpants, and gym short. Like, yeah. wow, wow, was wow. Right. How did that is happen? He, yeah, how does that happen? Nice job, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Speaking of Pennsylvania, <laughs> the U.S. Open is not there, <laughs> but there are right. many great golf courses. Where's the U.S. Open at? 
The U.S. Open is at Los Angeles Country Club, California A. So yeah, uh, we can yeah. SoCal, bro. <laughs> Maybe splice it in, Cal, but if Cal you Cal if you're if you're bored, Google it, an overhead <laughs> shot of uh, LACC. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's right in the middle of you know a sea of houses. Congestion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and stuff I didn't know. Uh, apparently, um, the owner, uh, the, you know, the membership ownership there was extremely stuffy. Um, apparently they're also like anti Hollywood. Never knew any of this. Um, not in, they just, you know, just don't like that scene. Yeah. Uh, even though that is, um, the famous, uh, 14th, I believe the, the playboy mansion sits right off of that, that green. And, uh, famously Hugh Hefner tried to join LACC for, for many years, but was denied. Every time. So, uh, but I guess, you know, ownership, membership turning over a bit. So they're starting to do more. Um, and this U.S. Open is obviously a great start. Seen lots of uh, pictures out there, you know, six, seven inch rough, you know, yeah. right off the fairway. All right. So it, I, it's so just I, meant to be the hardest golf course that, that anyone will ever pay. So, so I, um, I, I do my research. I do my fantasy <laughs> like golf and stuff. So I've been reading since like Monday all about this course. So a couple things. Um, so off the tee, the fairways are relatively large, mm-hmm. um, but the, the rough is penal, but it, it's going to be a lot wider than most U S opens. But they said that the way the, the, the contours of the fairway and approaching the green is going to be very strategic on, you want to be on the left side so you can attack the green from, you know, that side of the fairway. Like it's going to be strategic hitting the ball, which is. I think kind of interesting, but everyone's going to be in the fairway is what it sounds like. And therefore, they're saying that the the, the scores are going to be a little bit higher than normal. Maybe mm-hmm. like it's normally like a single digit, you know, mid to sing, single digit kind of uh, ending. It's they're they're expecting, you know, 10 to 15 under. So um, the course is long. It's a par 70. They have three par threes. They got two that are going to be over 280 yards. I saw that. And then they said they're going to have one that might play 77 yards. <laughs> I was, I blew my mind. So there, there's the length is one thing. It's it like, I mean, you good luck hitting a 280 yard shot onto a green. And then if you miss it, they're saying um, good luck getting out of the grass because they grew out all the grass around the greens where yep. you drop a golf ball in there and, and I mean, it's three feet, of, three inches of It of looks grass. like my lawn right now because I, I haven't cut my lawn in two weeks. Um, and the greens are like they said, kind of like the masters, very undulated. <clears throat> so I, it's going to take an all-around player again to to win. So who do you got, D? Yeah, honestly, I, I don't I don't really have a, a strong feeling on this one. Um, usually, the people who win the U.S. Open are able to get out of trouble um, and still score. So obviously, that's that's Scotty Shuffler. Um, I know that one. <laughs> All right, so he's he's number one on the list. So, <laughs> number one golfer in the world. You know that one. Good job, Luke. At least have you, you heard of Luke? Have you heard of John Rom? I know John Rom. I picked uh, him last time, and uh, we talked the the uh, Brooks Kepka. I know Kepka. Victor Hovland. No. Rory McIlroy. Of course, he's on the <laughs> golf game that one Xbox game. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's very he actually true. has a game after it, wasn't it? Rory <laughs> Golf or whatever. Yeah. I think yeah. it's back to Tiger now. Though. Is it Tiger? Mm-hmm. Okay. Patrick Cantlay. Nope. Xander Shoffley. Nope. Max Homa. Nope. All right. 
Jordan Spieth. Yes. All right. He's on uh, the, the documentary you were talking about. Yes. The frat boy documentary. I guess it's a. Fr- I guess golf's a big frat go- sport. I never. Yeah, they went to that. college together. They all drink they, and they, party. I don't know about drink and party. I mean, they're, they're not they really the drinking and party. I mean, they, I don't think they'll, yeah. they'll get after it after a victory. That's why they yeah. tank the next. And then drink time out of the cup or whatever. Is that what they do? <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. What Cam Smith did when he won the the British Open. Oh yeah, Brooks Kapka took the. Um, uh, what did he just win? The PGA. Yeah, yeah, he had that cup all over the place. He was at the hockey games and stuff. Oh so. yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the 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 what I'm reading from all of these mastermind um, type of fantasy golf guys is if the 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 big hitters because of the wide fairways are going to excel. So I'm gonna throw money on Rory because his biggest weapon is his driver. Yeah, that dude, that, that, that's it's and, he, and he's not like the number one, like he's like five or six down and the dude used to be number one. Like you can get good odds on him. Um, here's a, here's my kind of quote, you know, semi dark horse is DeChambeau. Dude's been known to hit the ball a ton. That's he's dedicated his life to hit the ball very far. This sounds like, this sounds like a, the right fit for that guy uh, because he, he's methodical. He's a straight hitter for the most part. He's a long hitter for the most part. Um, he just needs to get his putting in check. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I kind of like that pick. He probably won't make the cut, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and then you got, and then you got Kepka. I mean, he's won how many U.S. Opens? Two. Yep, he's won two. He's won two of these t- type of tournaments. So if Kepka wins this, um, he'll have three U.S. Opens, same amount as Tiger. And his major percentage win percentage will be equal to Tiger. Really? Which is crazy. Wow. Um, Where's Shooter McGavin at? <laughs> he's waiting for you uh, on the ninth green uh, at nine o'clock. <laughs> somebody, somebody said that. I don't know if I don't know if they actually qualified, but one of the one of the kids, and it was a kid. He was like fourteen or fifteen at one of these U.S. qualifiers. Was named Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I got awesome. I got to check to see if that's like I saw it on Twitter again. I can't believe Twitter all the time, but um, I mean, it kind of looks. Is, like your, my, is your legal name really Happy Gilmore? <laughs> it kind of looks like my swing. Happy Gilmore <laughs> swing is kind of like what I do. All right, well, I'll make a couple picks here real quick. Um, I'm going to go back to Dustin Johnson mm. on the first page. Um, I, I really like Scotty Scheffler this week. Um, Max Homa, I'll mention his name just because he's from L.A. If you watch golf, that is beaten into you. <laughs> well, but, the other thing is he has the course record yes, at that course of 61, 61. Yeah. which is pretty good. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not taking him, though, because he's, he's not, kind his, of his, a, his form's not yeah, in the he, right right place right now. Um, I, I shot w- one thirty like a month ago. <laughs> that's really solid, Luke. <laughs> solid. You would shoot like oh, that's another thing I saw. They're like, if you are a, like if you are a, what did they say a twenty a twenty handicap and you're gonna probably shoot a hundred on a on a normal course. The the one pro is like, dude, you're shooting at least a hundred and fifty on this because oh, you mean, can't get no out even, the rough. Yeah, there's no point in going out if if you're a, if you're <laughs> shooting a hundred. Yeah, right. there's there's no way you would finish. Um. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> Motivational speaker I mean, I over here. I'm playing pretty decent golf now, and I would, yeah, I would definitely not break a hundred. I mean, we're talking like 120 probably. Yeah. So, um, and I'll do, I'll do Cam Young 
because I think he's, he's due, due for uh, a good finish. But he is um, one of the biggest hitters out there. So Cam Young. And, and, and you said what? Scotty Chef? Yep, and DJ. DJ. All right. So you like you like those. I, I, I kind of said Rory DeChambeau. Um, Luke, you got anybody? I'm going to come up with the third one really quick. <laughs> oh, I know who I'm going to take. I'll take Scheffler. All right. Go, go big or go home, right? That's right. Um, I'm going to go with Matsuyama. I think he's a good ball striker. Um, he, he finds the fairway. He can he can always find a way to go low. Um, and, he, and he's in good form right now. Yep, that's so, a good one. All right. Who's got the worst odds? Who's like the last place? Some it's like probably there's a, a former, laundry list of amateurs. Winner. Oh, there's a laundry list of amateurs. Well, yeah, down yeah. There. You can. This is the U.S. Open, so you can qualify. It's a true open competition. So. Yeah, the last page. I've never heard of, of any of these people. So, so they're probably how much? How, what are the odds? Like how much oh, is plus, um, plus 250, uh, yeah, like two, two, 250, 250,000. Yeah. Yeah. 250, yeah. 250,000? No, no. It's like two, 250. <laughs> I'll put a dollar on like three, those three, 300 to one. is kind of like the, what they'll max out at. Yeah, they're plus two hundred and fifty thousand. Are they? Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I've never seen. We should put one dollar on each one of those guys to win two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, you can win twenty five hundred bucks if you bet a dollar. Oh, okay, not twenty five. Okay, that's how lots work. Yep, you're right. All right, all right. Well, um, good show this week. You got a little extra golf coverage in. Uh, word on the street is that um, uh, um, the, the John Rom is uh, going to live after the U.S. Open. I don't know why after, after the U.S. Yeah, after the U.S. Open. Wow, that, you, and Matsuyama they, is also a big name that is rumored to be leaving. The um, I thought they're merging. So why would you? What, what the heck's going on? Like uh, the, the, dude, the, 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 PG, the PGA commissioner, like is sick. Now. Yeah, I saw that. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. This is starting to get. It is weird. weird. Yeah, I, I hope the guy's okay. Obviously, don't wish anything bad on him. But you didn't but you even say like some, somebody that's not even in the in golf has made the decision to merge the two. Yeah, it's, and, uh, it's um, I, I can't, yeah, I don't know his name, name off, the, but the, the it's um, you know, yeah. the guy on the Saudi side. Okay. Yeah. He. So yeah. Um, Did you hear about the Saudis buying up uh, soccer teams? Yeah. Oh yeah, they've they got six hundred billion dollars. They can buy. They're, they're, they they're can buy the NFL two times over. They're diversifying their portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening this week. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, hit us up at info at swpconnect.com, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.